Hey, you got him with this one, dog. It's so soulful. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melts your flip flops or burn through your new shoes and leave you. With holes in your socks Us city slickers, there was no watering spots So we'd head to the corner, Mr. Warner would knock Off the knob on top of the hydrant We was wildin' on the side of apartment lots What? Uh, then the streets run them up Welcome back, all my do-datters Future fathers, potential parents And everyone else tuning in Yes, this is Dad Hard with a podcast, and as always, I am your host, Mo Green. Welcome back for another week with us. This is episode 18, and uh, before we start, you know, as always, I got to give a big shout out to my guest last week, uh, and a huge special shout out to my guest last week, Miss Megan Rosen, our first mom. To come on the podcast um, And uh, I guess Everybody listening really liked Her perspective on fatherhood Which I think she gave a great Perspective on um, Both her relationship with fatherhood In regards to her son As well as her relationship With her father um, I thought it was fantastic And apparently so did everyone else Listening because it um, It led to our most listened to week to date. So uh, what that tells me is that I might need to start getting some more moms on the show um, and get that perspective. You know, I, I I wanted to bring a mom on. I know it's a fatherhood podcast, but I wanted to bring a mom on because I do think that it's very, very, very important for us dads to understand this perspective of our partners or of a mother, of our children, you know, um, a lot of times, and, and, and Megan alluded to it a little bit, you know, um, us as dads, we feel underappreciated or underutilized or, you know, um, there's there's just a stigma that dads are just another babysitter and not an actual parent. You know, dads are kind of always the butt of the joke. It's kind of something that, at least in our society, right? And that's something that I actually talked to um, Townsend Russell, the host of 100% Dad, about back in episode four. Um, and that's the big reason why he started his fatherhood content and his blog and his podcast, etc. cetera. Um, and that's inspired me to continue down the path that I'm going on with mine because um, – a lot of times dads are seen as second class citizens for a lack of a better term in regards to the parenting process, right? Um, we're not taken seriously and, and obviously we don't do as much as the mother, right? We don't give birth. We don't walk around for nine, 10 months with a belly the size of Minneapolis. You know what I mean? Like we don't have to go through the difficulties of breastfeeding. Um, but what we do do is have to sit and watch the people or the person that we love go through all of that and not be able to do anything about it. And while it's nowhere near to the physical um, nature of what the woman and the mom has to go through, the emotional stress that that takes on a dad is 
very difficult to deal with because we're also not like bred to be emotional beings. So dealing with those emotions while also having to be a support system for the mom, it's a very difficult role to play. And I really love the fact that, you know, Megan as a mom came on and was able to give that perspective and talk about how she does appreciate all of that stuff that her husband does and that fathers do in general. You know, um, I thought it was very fantastic and it was also kind of the reason why I wanted to have her on the show as our first mom because I know that she has that duality of perspective. So Megan, I know you're listening. Thank you very much for coming on. I thought it was fantastic. Um, And uh, now I've had you and your husband on. So now maybe we'll have to do a combined couple episode at some point down the line. But we can talk about that at a later date. Um, Anyway, thank you again. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, This is Dad Harbor Podcast. It is episode 18. And, uh, you know, as always, to connect on a fatherhood brotherhood, which several people had after the mommy episode, um, always hit us up dadhardpod at gmail.com uh, Instagram at dadhardpod or and follow the Facebook uh, facebook.com slash dadhardpod you know you can always find us there I love to connect I really love with all the comments and all the DMs that I get the emails um, just talking about the reactions to the shows or sending me articles uh, that they think that I would be interested in after listening to a specific episode um, or just having to do with parenting um, and stuff like that it's been it's been really cool and it actually has enabled me to learn more as a dad you know what I mean I read all the articles that get sent um you know I'm gonna start posting some of them as they relate to specific episodes uh but it's all really great stuff um and so I appreciate it keep those emails coming keep the dms coming comments everything uh I really appreciate it um that said we are going to keep rolling it is episode 18 it is week 23 of fatherhood and um you know if you guys have been listening to the past couple of weeks you will know that um my family got displaced by a crazy flood that that left our entire Brooklyn apartment in two to three inches of water um and they had to completely rip out the floors they had to redo the bathroom and and walls and molding and find they found mold and all this crazy shit. So we've been out of the apartment um, and kind of bouncing around from place to place for the last almost three weeks. Uh, we are still not back, so I am coming to you once again live and direct from a Marriott hotel in Brooklyn, and it is fantastic. Not really. Um, like I said last week when I when I talked about being displaced like this, it's been very difficult uh, to do that with a, a five and a half month old. Um, but that being said, um, we have powered through it and we've continued on and she's actually developed significantly since being out of the apartment. And, you know, I, I've fell back on on talking about her actual development over the last few weeks because my kind of mind has been in a whirlwind and I've kind of led heavily on the on the interviews. Um, so this week I thought it was necessary to kind of go in depth a little bit more about her actual development because this has kind of been the biggest 
jump that she's made in these last week to 10 days, let's call it, um, you know, she's, we've introduced solid foods, which is disgusting. We've, you know, she's found her shadow. She, we, I took her to the museum in, uh, of natural history in, in New York and, and she discovered all sorts of different things and, and her ability to focus and, um, watch things and and uh you know she's now developed this love for freaking butterflies after seeing the butterfly exhibit there's been so much that she's done she's almost crawling like there's so much stuff that she has advanced on um and i don't know if this is kind of the natural progression of of where she was always gonna go or if it's because um you know being displaced we've had to kind of make a more concerned effort to stimulate her uh, even more. You know, we're sitting in in a a 500 square foot room instead of a thousand square foot two bedroom apartment, right? We're we're just in a hotel room. What, What can we do? How can we stimulate her without just sitting her in front of the TV? You know, you can only read the same, but we have three books with us. You know what I mean? So how can you read the same books and play the same toys and we don't have her play mad and there's so little that we have to work with, um, not being able to get in and out of our apartment or have her in our apartment, um, you know, that, that it's made things very difficult. We've kind of had to get real creative and get down on the floor and play with her a lot. Um, you know, Jimboree uh, classes and, and all sorts of different story times and, and, and stuff like that have become a really important. Um, my in-laws, I raved about it a couple weeks ago, but they've been just been incredible um, in in helping to stimulate uh, 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 my daughter. Her, you know, my my, my mother in law is a speech speech pathologist. So like going in and, and introducing these solid foods and um, and playing with her in certain ways, uh, I, I think has probably helped her also. But her development is, has just it really seems like it's picking up every day she's doing something new every day she's getting closer to to crawling or you know what i think is talking um you know standing up by herself um and it, it's been incredible to watch um but you know so like i said the first one of these things that that we really noticed was her finding her shadow uh she was sitting with my wife um in the in the bedroom of of the hotel room that we're in right now, right, and she was like standing on my wife's lap, and she, we noticed she kept like reaching for something behind my wife's shoulder, and we thought she was just hitting the wall, but then she kept like going at, at different places, like where her arm would, like her arm shadow was, and we were like, oh shit. She's reaching for a shadow, and then my wife kind of like turned to her, and we kind of like pushed her to, to, to keep reaching for it. And it reminded me of that 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 scene in Hook when Robin Williams, R.I.P., um, is chasing the Peter Pan shadow like around his room and when it when it like comes back to bring him back to Neverland. And like that's what it was, right? She was like reaching for it and trying it was like she was trying to catch it and pull it off the wall and play with it. Right? And, uh, but instead of it, the shadow bouncing around the room, it was just jolting back and forth in like crazy discombobulated movements as she like swayed and, and flailed her limbs to try to just touch it, you know? Uh, 
but it was it was crazy. She was really trying to like grab her shadow as if it was another person or a toy or a thing or a um like a, a movie screen that she was watching. She was really trying to touch it and. I noticed this again. I took her to the Museum of Natural History and we went into the T-Rex exhibit because she's gotten really into dinosaurs. Ever, I don't know, maybe I introduced it to her back when I, when I kept calling her a velociraptor. Um, uh, but we took her to the Museum of Natural History and in the T-Rex exhibit, they have this really cool replica of the original massive T-Rex, like the famous T-Rex bones that was used to be in the front room of the Museum of Natural History. Um, they have like a smaller size replica of it. And they have this screen, this white screen underneath it, where when you first come and look at it, it just looks like it's, it's projecting the shadow of the skeleton. But then the skeleton... The shadow of the skeleton moves on this screen and it's telling this whole story about a T-Rex, whatever that may be. But I was showing her that and, you know, I was holding her in a carrier faced out and I was leaning over and showing her that. And she was like trying to reach down at the shadow and then the shadow moved and she was like freaking out. She's like trying to reach at it. She was trying to grab it. And then she saw her shadow trying to reach down and grab the shadow of the T-Rex bones. And she was trying to reach down at that. And I almost fell over and we almost fell into the T-Rex exhibit and knocked over all the bones. And that would have been really bad. Um, So I had to pull up and, you know, I had to move on. We had to get her away, but she kept like pulling her head back, trying to look up the shadow. And now every time, you know, there are white walls in this hotel room. And every time she walks past a shadow, hers or mine or whatever it is on the wall, she like breaks her neck to continue looking back at it and trying to be a part of that shadow. It's really Really cool to watch. Um, you know, I, I've said on this a million times how intuitive she is and how she just wants to be a part of everything. And, um, you know, I, I, I think she's just, she's very smart. I don't know if this is normally what babies do, you know, but she's so intuitive. She wants to touch everything, grab everything, anything she sees, you know, she sees the shadow of the, of the handle of the door. She's like reaching for the shadow and not the handle. It's just, it's very funny to see how these new things get introduced to to, to her um, where she's recognizing these things for the first time and just wants to be a part of them, wants them to be a part of her, wants to touch them, grab them, explore them. Um, and that kind of leads into exactly what she's been doing with Solid Foods. As we've been introducing to them to her. We've now introduced, I think today was her fifth food that we've introduced her to. Um, and she loves this process. Now, it's a new process, right? You take the, take the spoon, you put it in the top of their mouth. And now, she loves this process of eating. And like, I don't know if she loves the actual food or she loves the process. But like, she doesn't want it to stop. She just wants to keep going and grabbing at the, at the spoon. Like she's like, ah, no. Nah. And when you don't do it, she screams. It's almost like a bottle, but she's not really eating anything. She's like spitting up more 
often she's actually like swallowing. And when you introduce solid foods, you're not doing it for nutritional intake. You're just doing it to get them used to the process of eating, right? Um, and on a side marker for that, I talk to a lot of new dads all the time. And they always say like, oh, how do you change all the, all the poop diapers? And oh, I can't, I don't know if I'll be able to do that. That's gross. Future fathers, I'm telling you right now, you want to know gross? Gross is not changing a poopy diaper. You get over that about diaper number three when you're in the hospital and the black tar comes out. Yeah, black tar. You don't even know about that one yet, but you will. Uh, but you get used to changing poopy diapers, diaper number three. And I'm sure you're, it's the same thing with solid foods, but like with solid foods, you're taking mushed, watery, like, you know, food that you wouldn't normally even want to eat. Like, you wouldn't want to eat mushy peas. You know what I mean? But you're taking mushy peas, you're putting it into your kid's mouth, and then they're immediately spitting it back up. So it's saliva and, like, spit-up-filled mushy peas coming back out of their mouth. And then... You're taking that same spoon and you're wiping that saliva and spit up filled mushy peas and putting it back in their mouth so that they can potentially eat and swallow it. That, my friends, is disgusting. And I haven't even gotten to mushy chicken yet. That's going to be a, a fucking doozy, I'm sure. But um, it, it's, it, it, it's gross, but it's so funny to watch my daughter, like she screams and laughs and loves, she just wants like this spoonful of mush in her mouth constantly. She just wants to keep doing, and then you take the sippy cup of water and oh man, she's just, it, it, it looks like she's just trying to pour it everywhere. She loves it. Um, and it's crazy. And it's crazy to think that doing this with these mushy peas, mushy carrots, mushy spinach, whatever it may be, is how you're teaching this person how to eat food. And they're eventually going to turn that into eating salads and burritos and, and pasta and whatever. And into normal shit. Like, it's really funny and interesting to watch that and what's going to be even more funny and interesting is that when I try to feed her regular peas and regular spinach in about six eight months and she thinks it's gross then I'm going to show her all these videos of her eating mushy spinach and mushy peas and be like look you ate it when it was disgusting and now you're not going to eat it when it's like regular food come on and hopefully that will bribe her into eating regular food that she doesn't want to eat um but it's just been, it's been really cool to watch her do all of these things and take all of these steps um, because to me, it seems like it's at an extremely rapid pace. Um, and, and people have told me that as they get older, the development goes quicker and it goes day to day, not week to week or month to month. Um, and sometimes it even goes hour to hour and they've never been more right. You know, like I didn't believe that it could go that fast, but every day she's wanting to learn something new. She's desperate for it. She's desperate to try a new food. She's desperate to find a, a new shadow. She's desperate to see something new, you know, um, feel something new, reach for something new, uh, experience something new. She wants, she wants it every day. And it is just 
really cool, man. And it, and it, it brings this whole parenting thing really to, to a new level because this is where you're actually teaching them and they're learning how to be a human and how to actually operate, you know? Um, and it's just, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, the last thing is, is that she is almost crawling and she's very close. I was at a Jimbery class and she was like, disco, she took two little crawls and I was with a friend of mine and he was like, well, don't rush it. Like, don't rush it. Cause as soon as they start crawling towards you, they immediately turn around and start crawling the fuck away from you. And, uh, I, I, that I won't be able to deal with when she doesn't want to like come to me and just wants to be away from, I'm not going to be able to deal with that. That's just going to break my heart. But, uh, it, she, she wants to do it. She like is reaching and, and trying, but she just doesn't have the coordination yet. But you know what? I don't really have that much coordination either. So it kind of makes sense. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, it's been a really, it's been a really interesting couple of weeks. Um, especially watching her develop at this rapid a pace while she's not even in her own home, you know? But like I said last week, I guess that means that she's also learning how to adapt to her scenarios and her surroundings, um, and, you know, she, like I said, she loves to interact with new things. So now she's learning how to interact with new, uh, new places and, and learning how to be and grow and develop in new surroundings. And that's going to, uh, if that stays with her, hopefully that will be a very valuable lesson that she learns at a very young age, you know, um, but who knows? Maybe maybe none of this will mean anything, and you know it'll it'll all uh, it'll all go right out out the window. But this type of stuff really kind of really brings this parenting thing to light. It really makes you understand parenting, or really feel like a parent. You know, like you really, 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 really feel like the things that you're doing now have an effect on her education and her developmental process. Um, and fellow parents out there, I'm sure you all know exactly what I'm talking about because you've all gone through it. And future future parents out there, future fathers, potential parents, you're going to learn it too because every time you introduce something new, they develop in a certain way and you see that development immediately. You know, it's not like training or, or, or prospecting an a student athlete and you're like, oh, I'm going to teach them these skills now and then maybe they're going to make it to the NBA and maybe you'll see the, the correlation to what you... No, you see it immediately. You know, like you put that spoon in, in their mouth once and you immediately see that they're learning how to eat. But anyway... I've gone. I've rambled on a little bit too much. There is no guest this week uh, because of all the bouncing around and and running and and going over here. Every schedule has been so off the handle. Um, 
that I wanted to give you a little bit of an extensive, uh, in-depth look at what kind of I've been dealing with and, and me and my wife have been dealing with and how our daughter's been uh, developing. Um, you know, I haven't really gotten into into that a lot over the last few weeks and there's been so many um, and so much development that I thought it was important to, to kind of get into. That is also kind of part of this whole podcast and, and, and what I want to get across and trying to leave a audio profile for future and potential parents and what they can expect at what date. So, you know, um, this is episode 18 of Dad Hard with a podcast. I'm at week 23 of parenting. My daughter's almost six months. That's a wild thing to think about. Um, you know, people ask me how big, how old she is. And I have to say she's five and a half months. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Where did the time go? How did she get so big so fast? It's really crazy. Um, and like once they really get to five months, they really become their own being. You know, they want to become their own being. And that's like a crazy mind twist of a thing to to go through and see happening. Because like I said, you see every second of it. Um, but this is episode 18. We're going to wrap it right there. I won't ramble on too much. Um, and, and that's how we play it, man. This is Dad Hard with a podcast. Again, I thank everybody for listening. If you follow on iTunes or listen on iTunes, please subscribe. Please tell your neighbor, your, your friends, your parents, your, your sister, your brother, anybody you can to subscribe to the podcast uh, on iTunes. Those new subscriptions is what's going to keep us on the charts and keep us going up the charts. Uh, we're still on the top 200. We're in the top 50 in the UK, which is really crazy. Uh, so shout out to everybody listening in the UK. I appreciate I love y'all. Um, and as always, to connect on a fatherhood, brotherhood, shoot us an email at dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow on Instagram at dadhardpod. And hit the Facebook, facebook.com slash dadhardpod. And the dot com will be up in the next week or so. So you will be able to actually listen to the podcast directly on the wedadhard.com. That is the dot com. It's not up yet. Don't try to go there. But it'll be up in the next week or so. And you can actually start listening to the podcast directly on the website. So um, that's all for me. And thank you as always. For listening, Dad Hard with a podcast. Until next week, same Dad Hard time, same Dad Hard place. We're out. Peace. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Gotta remember the good times. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Remember back in the times. Just a kid was fun Right, right Ain't that the truth, man I wish you could go back being a little kid again, man Remember them good times Everything was free spirit and all that Talking the playground He was playing on the monkey balls or whatever Sprinklers Hydrants going off in the street in the summertime That home cooking Can't beat that, man you remember, and if not, need to rewind this. <laughs>
I'm back, back in the days hey. before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Oh, Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fine. Right, right.